Welcome to Should Dynasty 3. We are at week 7, so we're going to be here to recap the past few weeks' action and look forward to the next week. But first, a message from our sponsors. Today's sponsor is Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone, trusted by millions worldwide for doing their educational needs, improve your pronunciation and build confidence through our True Accent Speech Recognition software. I'm talking a fully immersive curriculum, sequenced to introduce new skills in a way that stimulates your brain's natural language learning ability. And for all you listeners out there, we have a subscription offer for three months of Rosetta Stone's truly groundbreaking language learning technology. When you use the promo code Frank Gore, you get 50% off. Frank Gore, that's the promo code to get 50% off a three-month subscription of Rosetta Stone. Improve your ability to read, write, and the language like a native speaker. <clears throat> Someone needs to uh, advise Frank Gore that maybe he uses that promo code. <laughs> uh, then he can learn how to retire. You think that was targeted? I think um, he might be a sponsor. Frank Gore might own. Yeah, that's just... That's just what Rosetta Stone, Rosetta Stone sent us, so I mean, we didn't really have any say in that promo. <laughs> if you guys um, couldn't tell, that was not Frank Gore reading the advert. That was <laughs> Nicholas Lapar. Nick, thank you for uh, joining us today. Oh, big friend of the podcast. Thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah. <clears throat> so, sorry that we missed, or to all the listeners, sorry that we missed last week. Uh, I was traveling and uh, producing and recording. This takes a little bit of time, so... We're going to try and catch everything that we would have missed in this episode. Um, starting with who's back. This guy's been back for, I would say, two weeks now. But I think after this last week, he is officially yeah, back. he's back. Fucking broomball Ben. Yep, Shit! He's back. <laughs> and I'm not even happy to say that because he's in my league. That's, like, I hate that he's in my division and he's, he's coming back. <clears throat> Absolute wagon. Yeah, he's, he's had an unbelievable two weeks. Week 5, 164.6 points. Week 6, 164.5 weeks. How Jesus. how how long can he keep how long can he keep this up? What is what is going right? Let's be serious a second. What, so what's going right on his team? So last week Will Fuller dropped an absolute nuke, Will Fuller slaps. Right. If, if that Yeah. Certified slaps. Um He's got Sprinkle on his team. I know he's not killing it, but I feel like just having a guy named Sprinkle on your team automatically brings the love of your team up. Maybe we yeah. check when he when he when did he pick up Sprinkle? Because this that could be it. That could be a correlation. Yeah. <laughs> Realistically, though, I mean his his roster is just absolutely solid now that Kirk Cousins is coming around. Yeah, I mean he got Kirk Sam Darnold is... back too. I mean his he's looking good. He's he's got his players that he need to hit are coming now. Yeah, Darnold, Tyree. We gotta hope. Uh... You gotta hope Broomball <clears throat> himself doesn't get mono like Darnold, <laughs> and he can actually set his lineup because that could become a real issue, similar to Justin's issue where he couldn't set his lineup because uh, he was up north. Next time I see Broomball Ben, for sure, kissing him, give him mono. You're gonna have to gain <laughs> yeah, mono first, but that might be the only way I can win the <laughs> NFC North. I'm gonna have to hire either one of you two guys or a hooker with mono to go after him. <laughs> <laughs> What do you think the going rates on uh, hookers with money? Oh, you get a discount? Uh, maybe if I use the promo code. Do they have a promo <laughs> oh, code yeah. for that? Promo co- code Broomball. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
so speaking of Broomball, so he's back, officially back. Uh, he noted in the league chat, <clears throat> I don't know if you guys saw, he says that if he wins it all this year, which I think is possible given his roster, that the trophy is a golden Broomball stick. I don't think we can refute that, do you? You know, I think, and this is one of the things as starting this league off, I wanted to get a trophy before we even kicked it off. And then I just kind of, as time went on, I I like the idea of letting more people weigh in on it. If the first person who wins this league wants to go ahead and make the trophy what they want it to be, I would love that. I hope to God it's not a fucking broom ball stick. I will fucking... <laughs> Jump out a window. Um, whatever it is, it's got to have championship written on it. That's <laughs> for sure. We've already decided that. <laughs> the championship trophy. Shots, the championship Shots fired. <laughs> so we were actually having a chat with the Breeze to the Championship manager after we yeah. did our recording. And on off the air, he said... He actually plays broomball. Or back in the day, he played broomball. Wouldn't you think that that's relevant? Why is he holding that out on us? Yeah. Okay. Wait. Yeah, the fact that he didn't bring that up is out of bounds. Okay. If if it becomes a and they're in the same division, so they can't be in the Super Bowl. But if there's some collusion going on here, I'm not going to be too happy about that. <laughs> there's a private broomball society that they yes. want to fight us too. Little did we know, we let the broomball society take over our uh, league here. Oh, One thought I had so, talking talking about broomball is that we haven't ever decided a last place punishment. And the idea mm. that I had is a guy's got to get in full goalie gear and let uh, broomball Ben take, take some slap shots at him on the ice. Mm. Is that how the game works? Yeah, it's though? on the ice. Well, I mean, you have a broom. You, have, you got a broom, though. You don't. You don't have a, a stick. So the last huh. place person has to be the goalie. Oh, and the fir- first place person gets to shoot. No, I, th- I think just broomball them. Oh, okay. He's, he's the all-time yeah. shooter. Oh, he's gonna win. Well, if I'm just if, saying, like trophy... practice, like where he's just pelting you with these with these pucks all day. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That could be. That it's could like, be something. It's like when they have those like charity events where they have people like run across a field and get pelted by like uh, paintballs. Mm. Except it's just broomball Ben just unloading on <laughs> you with a broomball. How much velocity can you get on a ball with a broom? Though? You know, I mean, maybe you use the other side. Is that legal? We need the rules. Uh, yeah, uh, we'll have to get. We'll have to consult Broomball. He's got to come on the show at some point. <clears throat> I tried to contact him. He's a tough guy to track down. Oh. He said he's currently traveling for broomball tournaments at the moment. <laughs> uh, he said he actually said work in the text, but I figured they were well. Stones, work as so. in yeah, he's uh, on a professional broomball team. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> okay, enough about broomball. Otherwise, I mean, we could probably go on for another ten minutes. He's but... back. He's back. He's big time. He's back. So, like, <clears throat> like every week. We like to start with a little bit of league controversy. Controversy. Any messages or something that might have been provocative? A um, couple that I had written down here. Uh, apparently, Matt is trading Juju. Uh, all you got to get is a used condom. Mm. So, uh, unfortunately, Duncan won't be able to fulfill that request since he doesn't have sex, according to Kevin. <laughs> but What uh, is the used chip bag to used condom ratio? That's, that's true. Because I think I did trade? see that at some point, yeah, a used chip bag for digs, so juju for a used condom. Mm. I mean, these wide receivers are not going for much. I feel like yeah, you can really is this like the rate, like, is this like the Bitcoin Bitcoin exchange rate where this it's just be. always in flux? Yeah. You know? Do- totally, totally. Does the chip bag 
brand matter? Does the con brand matter? Does a magnum give you like more value? Well, I, count as two. I'm just wondering if I show up to to uh to Matt's house, right, and use condom, I get juju. I think that's it. Right. I mean, that's, I think that's exactly. You may as well works, just so. hope. Yeah. Just hope he answers the door. Yeah. All right, I'll be there. Maybe just staple it right onto his door. <laughs> This is for Juju. It's like the the Sabbath, dude. Instead of putting like a blood of a baby lamb on your door, just fucking use condom and Juju shows up at your door. Oh, this is what he gets this out. This is what he's getting some fun out of this. I'm sure he's laughing right now. Yeah. Um, Some other exchanges that have been made. uh, I think there's an open offer for dick pics. Uh, one chub for one Nick chub. Mm. Um, so mm. that's out there. All right. I just want to say if if we let that through, because I know we're worried about collusion and you know not the right trades, that needs to be posted in the league chat. I just want everyone to know if you do the chub for chub, that photo I, must exist in the league. I'm chat. fine with it. Okay. okay. I'm totally letting that go through. First person um, to do but, it. I mean, who has chub now? It's uh. It's uh, so Mr. Kyle. Barfondo. Kyle has Chubb, but Kevin. Okay. Kevin offered the. Well, Kevin was the one looking for the Chubb for Chubb. Mm. So I think that's binding, though. Like it goes with the players. So if someone yeah. whoever posts the dick pic, Kyle, sorry, unless you post your own first. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> you should get immunity if you post your own Chubb. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and it has to be flaccid. You cannot like prep. You know what I mean? You can't ask me one, one shot. No, like, no, like photoshopping. Um, Boy, this podcast so. is starting off hot right now. Can, got can it, condoms and chubs. I'm gonna need a little bit of clarity. Can it be hiding in the bush? <laughs> you know, I think like, as long as you theoretically. Can see any of the crown. I mean, if you're circumcised, you won't be able to see the crown. So if you can see the turtleneck, oh. I think you're good there too. Oh my word! Okay, um, we should probably move on. Yeah, to something a little bit cleaner, such as yeah. Kevin changing his entire team members' nicknames to <laughs> "Who has more sex than Duncan?" Yeah, <clears throat> so we're gonna have to get Duncan on to confirm this. Uh, I feel like we haven't even checked. Like, there could be some players on Kevin's team that might be Christian, unmarried. Maybe they're, you know, is it celibate, you know, like abstinent. Um, so I think that <clears throat> he does. I don't think he confirmed for each one of his players, but uh, shots fired either way. Yeah. I, don't I thought it was an aggressive move because you can't just like auto name all your players i mean he took probably at least 10 minutes to go ahead and write that for every single player he had yeah um, or he was unloading the control v oh true Just. right either way aggressive move i can't say that i disliked the move i thought it was saucy so keep him coming i guess yeah so <clears throat> uh also something we noticed uh in the sleeper chat uh, the floodgates completely open on slot receivers. Yeah. Uh, Anwar unloaded Amendola. Uh, who else did he unload? Um, looking, of the looking. It was of, of the all the slot receivers you could ever imagine. Amendola. <clears throat> um, fuck. Who was it? 
Was it just Amendola? No, it was one other one. There was a few more of them. Either way, they're out there on the prowl. You can find them in the in the waivers. <clears throat> yeah, you could load up. You could get thick on slot receivers right now. If Adam you Humphreys. That's the other one. Adam oh, yeah. Humphreys. Yeah, that could we, be we, a big pickup. And yeah. I, watch out for those slot receivers. You gotta watch out. PPR machines. Um. Oh, I just. Uh, alert on my phone just now. Darren Waller just got signed to a multi-year contract extension. So Damn. Uh, breaking news. I don't know who has Darren Waller, but uh, uh. <clears throat> I have in my I have him in my other dynasty league. I've been trying to shop him. I don't like think his value is going down or anything, but uh, I already I had some tight end depth, and I just hate having Raiders and Shadows. Waller so. is owned well, by uh, Tomb Blast Lloyd. Yeah, Duncan Lloyd. <laughs> Duncan is just licking his chops right now. Dude. Duncan is smiling, you walking in off the bed. <laughs> um, so I don't know if you guys noticed, Zay Jones, new owner, me. Uh, not really anything to say about that, but me and Ben did create a, a fab bet since fab doesn't really matter. Uh, ben, do you want to explain the terms? Well, the terms is if Zay Jones becomes a top 50... Right? Was it 50? Yeah. 50, yeah. 50. The terms are yeah. definitely solid. Top 50 wide receiver this year. <laughs> then Jonah gives me $5 in fab money. Because I was I was singing, singing Zay Jones' praise, but my my roster is full of other garbage that I couldn't drop. So Jonah, uh, Jonah What do you mean? You could that. drop like everyone on your team, I think. Uh, that is true. That is true. It's sentimental value, though. If I have now, do you give do you give Jonah five dollars if uh, he's under that? No, because Jonah kept saying Zay Jones sucks ass, and it's not true. <laughs> okay, okay, <clears throat> Zay Jones does indeed suck ass, but we just got news that Tyrell Williams, uh, I don't, some sort of injury. Gruden just basically said, uh, and I quote, "Not getting it's, better." Uh, yeah. Plantar fasciitis, so, right? Yeah, fellatio. Yeah. That is not, not I'll get a fun, Kate to uh, not a fun a... injury. I had plantar fascia when I was about 12 years old. Uh, when I woke up, I had to stretch. It's essentially in your Achilles is where you feel the most pain. You had to stretch it. I stood on a 2x4 huh. to help stretch it out. <laughs> right when I woke up. <laughs> <laughs> that's huge i you know so we it's last week we didn't or two weeks ago last pod we did not have a uh, kate medical report no we um, need one i can insert one yeah. right here all right we're here with our resident medical expert kate uh she just learned about uh plantar fasciculitis uh yesterday i believe is that right yes all right so i'm gonna just ask her a few questions and we'll uh try and nail down exactly what's going on with Tyrell Williams. So you want to just start off by explaining what uh, planting fasciitis is? Sure. Well, uh, it's actually pronounced plantar fasciitis, but it's just when your fascia gets inflamed on the plantar side of your foot, which is the bottom part that you walk on every day. So when you use it a lot, gets inflamed, gets angry, and then uh, you feel pain because it doesn't move as smoothly as it should. Very nice. <clears throat> so, what exactly is the like? Like, how is he going to recover quickly? What's the recovery time look like? Can you explain any of that? What is a fasca? Fascist? Fa- folliculitis? Uh, folliculitis is a dermatology issue. Fascia is just the connective tissue that helps to keep certain compartments of your body where they're supposed to be, and then it also helps to connect your muscles and your tendons, keep everything where it's where it belongs. Um, 
For treatment options, most people recommend just icing it and resting and NSAIDs, which are like ibuprofen, but apparently a 2x4 is also an appropriate option. That one's new to me, but shout out to Ben for the experimental info. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, uh, as he recovers, we'll uh, we'll continue to maybe give you updates so you can understand. Or you can understand. Maybe he's using a two by four. Do you think that's possible? Uh, a few two by fours for sure. I think are in the regimen. So, is there any bone on bone implications for Tyrell Williams? Uh, this is not a bone on bone issue, which is good news. <laughs> beautiful. All right. Thanks, Kate. We'll uh, catch you next week. And that is going to be uh, Kate's uh, – wait, what the heck just happened there? Um, all right, sorry. I'll, uh, I'll edit that out. Um, <clears throat> so I can just insert that uh, right there. Okay, cool. All right, thanks, Kate. Thanks, Kate. <laughs> so... Sounds like it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry, <laughs> moving on. Um I think we should talk about the past matchups. I, I, there's there's two weeks of games here, and I think yeah. uh, there's a lot to talk about. So what do you guys see off the bat uh, last two weeks? What stands out to you? Well, my my week five, one that I'm really looking at, is the Lapar versus Kyle. I know I highlighted it last podcast. We have the results. They're in. Um, yeah. Kyle won 161 to 144. Still a good showing for Lapar's team, uh, but uh, Kyle really showed up. So, good for Kyle. I thought uh, I thought he was tanking, but then his team, I guess, is uh, good. Yeah, good for Kyle, my ass. <laughs> oh. Let me tell you something. What the fuck are you supposed to do when Christian McCaffrey goes off for 44.7? I mean, Jesus fucking Christ, sometimes that's like Anwar's entire point total oh. went off for one player's run. It, I, what can you do there? And I was so looking forward to taking Kelsey from him and then just fucking flex one, flex two, and then just put it to bed. But no. He has Christian McCaffrey go off for 44.7 points. Jesus Christ. I Once I saw that number, I literally just put sleeper to bed. <laughs> Philip Philip Rivers oh, decided to... Uh... Stop fucking his wife, and he just fucked you straight in the ass instead. Yeah, with four with four Rivers, points that week. <laughs> yeah, I was not pretty happy about that. I mean, I don't know what can you do, and I, and I wasn't even starting two quarterbacks. I'm at the point where I, I I'm just hobbling along with the running backs I had at the time. I mean, I traded Austin Eckler by that point or after the fact, but yeah, it wasn't good. I, there was not much I like to come back from. You're hobbling of running backs was starting Chris Carson and Derrick Henry and Le'Veon Bell. <laughs> I know. Well, I meant... That's hobbling? <laughs> the core was solid. I meant, like, I didn't have a quarterback to slot in at that point. Yeah, I think Josh yeah, Allen was yeah. either on his bye or he had a hurt. He head. was concussed, and then he oh, went yeah. to uh, a bye week. So I haven't had him for the last two weeks. So that was a struggle there. But I don't even know if it would have made a difference. I mean, how do you... I mean, Christian McCaffrey, literally, he's the reason why I would not want to do a PPR league. This man is fucking insane. You give him however many extra points just for doing what he does. If you ever watch a game of Carolina, he just fucking is the maestro back there. They just give him the ball, and he does magic with it. 
He does have some sweet feet. Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe uh, revenge. Just uh, pick up uh, the handcuff for CMC. Uh, he's not picked up. Well, no. So now that I'm looking at it, I'm pretty sure uh, uh, he is also the owner of Bonafant. Oh. Or uh, as I like to call the uh, big black Cadillac. <laughs> uh, Reggie Bonafant. I believe it was his first name. He also went off, so I don't think... I mean, he's got that backfield locked down. I'm just hoping that I don't have to face him in the playoffs because if CMC keeps going off, that's going to be a problem. Yeah, he's a force to be reckoned with. And if you have him in Dynasty in any league right now, I feel like you're just... You are feeling good. Yeah, yeah, he's very good. good. So, I think Kyle... hard loss there. Hard <laughs> loss there, for sure. Yeah. Last thing about CMC, I was talking with Kyle uh, after the London game, and he was like, yeah, man, I'm kind of nervous. CMC had a bad game, and I look at his point total. He's sitting at, like, 20 points or something like that. I'm like, bullshit. And he's like, well, yeah, I mean, he, I think he had 13 carries for, like, not too many yards. Like, his yards per carry was very low. It's not loading up for me right now. Oh, here we go. He had 1.4 yards per carry, worst of the season, on uh, 22 touches. Um touchdown saved him i i don't think that scares me at all i think uh i, I think uh if i'm a cmc owner i'm feeling just fine well it's in london anything goes there that's true well and so while we're on the week five kind of talking about previous matchups there was that close game where broomball ben was the comeback i mean what probably started him as the who's back player was uh broomball ben against dirty banjo here I mean, the Ben vs. Ben, who is the Ben? That was a big game from week five. And I think we need to touch on that. The Ben no. Bowl. The Ben Bowl. This I game mean, was ben, such what bullshit. Fucking Wolf Fuller. Deshaun Watson kept getting these touchdowns, and, I, and like, I would get scoring alerts. So I was, I would keep getting scoring alerts. So the, in the first half, I wasn't keeping super close tabs on this game. And I was like, oh, Deshaun Watson, cool, you know, another touchdown. He's having a great day. I check the matchup, and then I see Wolf Fuller's got like 30 points. I'm like, shit, what is going on? <laughs> and I'm like, Deshaun Watson, like, he keeps scoring points, but so did Wolf Fuller. <sighs> Literally, all the points that your quarterback was gaining was being funneled over to the other side there <laughs> into Will Fuller, who ended with... Five more points than Deshaun Watson at 46.7. Just absolutely absurd. And I was watching that game, and that was hilarious what it came down to. I mean, you guys were neck and neck pretty much the whole week, I remember. That was a big start to his uh, his comeback here. It was some massive I feel bullshit, like... too, because... <laughs> no, 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 no. So, so this could have been a, a really big controversy... Um, it was with sleepers. So I had Pat Mahomes, and I think Pat Mahomes was on a night game. So I needed, like, say, 30 or so points from him to win. So I thought, okay, it's possible. He didn't have a great night. He got 18. I ended up losing. At the time, it was 164 to 158. And the reason mm. was is sleeper um, counted... So Deshaun Watson fumbled the ball twice, but recovered his own fumbles twice, so they count gave him two fumble recoveries, but then it got adjusted to what it should have been, so I got four points less. So it could have been a huge issue, but my team sucks anyway, so it doesn't matter. 
<laughs> yeah, that was a big <clears throat> big game out of there. I think at one point in the I think in the first first pot I th- said something, or maybe I didn't, but I think I basically in my mind I've, I was thinking Kenny Stills basically the same thing as Will Fuller. I mean they basically just straight vertical routes every single time. Yeah. Taking that back, officially rescinding that statement, uh, Will Fuller is not the same. Also, <laughs> watching Red Zone, right, and you're going up against like a Will Fuller or a Stefan Diggs or whoever it may be, like a boomer bust player, it is the absolute worst when they're like, and now we're going to pan over to the Houston game and you see Will Fuller just running oh, a I million know. miles an hour. No one even in sight. Their secondary is like on lunch break. And Will Fuller is just like catching one running into the end zone. Worst feeling ever. Because it's just a stab in the fucking chest. Yeah. I mean, and that's what <sighs> happened, Ben. I mean, and you are officially not the Ben of the league, I think, until you guys match no. up next. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully or, uh, in the championship. That'd be that'd be the official the Ben Chan. Bowl. Yeah. The Chan The Chan championship. So I don't see anything really of significance uh, in week five left. Uh, we'll just just for the record, we'll say Matt beat Justin, uh, Duncan beat Eric, destroyed him actually. Uh, I lost to Kevin. Not going to talk about that. And uh, Anwar lost to my dad. So. Uh, that's how that went. Do you guys have anything to say about those matchups? Otherwise, we can move to week six. No, I mean, pretty kosher, I think, across the board. Carry on. All those teams suck. <laughs> okay, so week six. Um, what do you guys think about week six? Are you happy with your team's performance? Is there any are any teams any teams shit the bed? I mean, we obviously went over this broom ball 100% back. This was the week that solidified it. Yep. Uh, we can actually maybe take a look at that matchup just to kind of detail what what's going on with his team yeah he, you know he it's funny back. because yeah it's it's yeah. funny because it's it was you know uh mr manly and then uh broomball ben here both candidates to be the you know the comebacks i mean that was quite yeah. the showing to see 100%. uh i think both their teams are stepping into it obviously you have chris godwin becoming the man of tampa bay and Matt Ryan just throwing a thousand yards already. This, I mean, well over maybe a thousand yards this season. Yeah, he's he's at like sixteen hundred. So he's on pace for an insane yeah, amount of yards. Actually, he, he could break five thousand potentially. Oh, he's definitely on pace to break that hundred percent. So that was a good matchup to see. But yeah, again, like you said, solidifying that Broomball Ben is back. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I. <clears throat> yeah. I was listening to a radio show, and they were talking about uh, Chris Godwin potentially being the wide receiver one. Yeah. Um, how do you guys feel about that? Well, I'll be honest. I, as someone, and we'll get, probably get to this a little bit later talking about trades, as someone who traded for Mike Evans, I'm not happy about that. I can totally see how that is going to become a thing. Uh I mean, you just have no fucking idea what's happening in Tampa Bay ever, but the one constant seems to be that Chris Godwin has been getting his. So I wouldn't be surprised, to be honest with you. So Chris Godwin is... The question was, is he the wide receiver one in Tampa, right? Yeah. So I'm I'm very unsure of that. So I did not buy the Chris Godwin hype coming into the year. I didn't think he was going to be as highly rated 
as a lot of people were, a lot of uh, fantasy football experts will say, people that have an audience, um, ranked him pretty high. And him being ranked over Evans, uh, it has to assume two things, right? It has to assume that um, Jameis Winston is actually good at football, which I don't know about that. Um, And it has to say that he is... I don't know, better than Mike Evans? I don't know if there's a different way to phrase that. Mo- He's not more, better than More Mike targeted Evans, than Mike Evans. Um, yeah. Has more plays designed for him. Do you I think don't it's know. A... But he is the literal wide receiver one so far this year. Do you think it's like a Juju Antonio Brown situation where if Mike Evans is gone and is not drawing insane coverage that Chris Godwin doesn't uh, produce? Because you have to think that <clears throat> to a certain extent, you know what I mean? Like if Godwin's drawing the wide receiver one, you know, if he's drawing the Jalen Ramseys, if he's drawing the Marcus Peters, you know, he's going to probably regress a bit. Um, but at, at the end of the day, I mean, as a wide receiver, too, or he's producing an insane amount of numbers and you can't <clears throat> you can't like play that play that off like nothing. Right. Yeah, it's tough to say. Right. Because I think there's a little bit difference in Juju's case in that. Essentially, we haven't really seen him now with Big Ben alone. Obviously, Mason Rudolph stepped in that. But I, I totally follow that logic and where we see that, you know, Mike Evans will drive, will will garner the attention of the, you know, best quarterback of every, cornerback of every defense. I don't know if it's the case that any one of those guys would be successful without the other. I mean... If Tampa Bay only had one good receiver, I think they're both great, and I think they're both going to continue to be great because they're always going to be behind in Tampa Bay, and Jameis Winston is always just going to unload it. I mean, I don't know if you can really trust any of those running backs back there to be the stalwart who are just going to carry the rock every time and and lead the charge like you would see with like a CMC. It's tough to say, but for the time being, I think Chris Godwin has definitely lived up to the hype he came in preseason and moving forward it'll be interesting to see where that lies whether Jameis Winston can support those two as high-end wide receivers or if it's going to inevitably break one side or the other yeah either way I don't think uh think my dad's got his clutches on Godwin like he does Wayne Gallman and uh all Mm. the entire Packers roster Yeah, that was a big pickup yeah Wayne Gallman I mean I would I wouldn't sell him for anything right now. <clears throat> um, cool. All right. So, anything else you see for for that week? I mean, you had Justin beating the Sunburners yeah. once again. Burned. Uh, I don't. Did he create a meme against you? Because no. I know that you've been hot on the streets with the memes. I've been. I was. The sun was shining, you know, in a bag, and it just didn't get shown <laughs> that day. <laughs> uh, yeah. Two weeks now, back to back losses. Sunburners, you know, it's nighttime right now. But come next week, yeah. maybe maybe we'll be shining. I, It was tough. I had a lot of players injured, a lot of players on by. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it, if you look at it, there wasn't any really big breakouts other than McLaurin, who's been killing it. So it's tough. Scary Terry. Yeah, it's, it's, he's definitely scary. But that was a, that was a rough week for me. That's when I made the Mike Evans trade and uh, trying to really, you know, bite into something. But a lot of buys, a lot of injuries. So I just, you know, take the L and move on. 
<clears throat> so Justin uh, this week got sunburned himself by the median scoring. Oh. Ben barely beat him out by about a point and a half ish. Uh, all he needed was Rogers to, uh, you know, throw a touchdown, do anything really, uh, <laughs> and he got he got sunburned. Yeah, hard. it was both right. Rogers, Rogers and Carryon in that last game had to get about thirty two points and uh didn't didn't quite do it it was very close to happening though um i was for sure chomping at the bit watching that game yeah i was watching the game with you and you were just you know you know because with with quarterbacks i mean it's 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 so easy for them to put up those two points it's not like with a running back like is he gonna get the carry like every single play he's rogers is getting the ball and he's might just unload and he threw that touchdown to lazard we probably all watched the game we know how it went but uh i would have been on the edge of my seat in that situation carry on i mean he just didn't have a chance because the way the game ended but uh i think if they would have gotten the ball back you would have been in big trouble with like i think you're saying you know like a check down would have basically won the game for or won the median battle for justin yeah interesting to note it was a real median battle at the end there were four teams between 127 and 131.6 damn and only three of them got wins (laughs) sorry wow I like the median battles. I think it adds an extra dynamic. Um, I'm sure... I think what we should do at the end of the league is we should go back, look at what the records, the playoff picture would have been without the median scoring, and see if if the right teams got in. You know what I mean? Because I think that's why you want to do the median scoring. Totally. You don't want it to be completely matchup-based. Now, I think, statistically, the better teams should get in, right? Yeah, I think that's kind of... And just... You know, when you look at the league standings, it seems to be making sense. I mean, the people who are scoring well and the matchups, you know, it it seems to be more fair, and I agree with what you're saying. I think, yeah, let's go back at the end of the season and analyze what it would have been without it. I doubt it would be little change, um, but that's something to look into for sure. Yeah, I'm trying to implement it in my other league right now, and I'm kind of saying, like, hey, We'll look after the league, see, see what the deal is. But, I mean, really, it just means the better teams are getting into the playoffs. And I think one of the arguments someone had was like, well, I like the RNG. That's what fantasy football is. Yeah. In the end, it's just gambling. Yeah. And I'm like, yes and no. I feel like with three draft leagues, that makes sense. But with Dynasty, you're constantly hounding the trading block. You're seeing how to improve your team. You're scouting rookies in college. Like, there's a lot of effort that goes into Dynasty, way more than Redraft. And I feel like you should be rewarded for hitting on a player, you know what I mean, or hitting on a couple players that make your team, like, take your team to the next level. And I feel like by having that median scoring, you're kind of, uh, you're making it more consistent that, like, good teams are making the playoffs, right? right? Yeah, I agree. And I think it just, um, you know, it... Anything that encourages you to score more, I think, is always a good thing to implement in your league. So, I, I, you know, while, yeah, someone might say, like, well, I played for, you know, I played against my player. You know, I put in wide receivers who were, you know, on the same team as the quarterback they were starting. And, you know, there's, there's things that where it's like maybe, but I think overall you see it at the end of the season. I think we're going to be really happy with the outcome of what that did for our league. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm happy with everything. Yeah. How about you, Ben? With 
are we talking about league rules? What do you mean? This just, like, league fucking sucks, dude. No, I'm uh, no, I like Fuck it. Fuck this league. I mean, if we're just talking You're about on the if we're just talking about the league in general, I would say uh, pretty cool. <laughs> no, um, right. I uh, I just I'm a huge fan of all these trades. Even even if I say, oh, that's uneven one way or that's uneven another way, I still want more. Yeah. Because it, yeah, it's I, so I cool. agree with you. Yeah, it's this is the more, and I love this. This is like the lifeblood of. I really feel like fantasy leagues, and like this has brought out the best of us. Is that we have movement? Like people aren't just like dead set on playing it one way. Like the trades have been so much more exciting than any other league I've played. And I think there's oh. a number of things that add into that. The, the personnel we gathered for the league, the fact that it's dynasty, which kind of opens up the strategy a little bit, the number of positions we have to start. I mean, I, I just love it all. And the trades, they're coming. They're coming. I was, I was on the – real quick, and then we'll get to the trades. I was on the plane from, uh, from Seattle to, to uh, Minneapolis, and Delta has, like – free wi-fi but they're they only authorize certain apps i'm not really sure how that works i can get iMessage uh and i was getting like push notifications so while i was on the plane this was on uh wednesday i believe like four trades happened and a ton of free agency moves and i'm sitting there and i'm like what is happening right now it is absolute chaos and then ben just goes what'd you think about that trade like via text i'm like god damn it like i can't see what's happening so i'm having everyone relay uh you know what trades are happening to me and i was so excited to land when i saw i think uh you know, we'll get into these, but it was just absolute madness. That's like a three-hour plane ride, and I'm just looking at this like, Dude, God, did you have the vino rolling on that plane? You should have been drinking to that, man. No. I, uh, I, I looked at my statement. Um, Operation Get Loaded at MSP cost me about, I don't know, $60 if you include the plane ride. Because I bought two double gin and tonics on the plane ride, too. Uh, so Operation Get Loaded on the uh, plane uh, worked, but uh, also, real quick, I'm taking off out of Minneapolis to head to Seattle, and the S- Seattle is driving down. Remember this game? It was against the Rams. They're driving down, yeah. and they, they're lining up for the field goal, yep. and I'm watching on my phone, and like, you know, we're like about to just yeet off that runway, and immediately as we take off and my like coverage goes out, like they have that view you know where you can see the field goal and you can see the kicker like you know what i mean that that view and it just freezes i'm not joking it was like out of a fucking movie and the thing is is i wasn't even the only one in on it i'm looking to my right and there's a guy because we're heading to fucking seattle so there's a lot of seahawks fans on this flight (laughs) and i look to my right the other guys in the same fucking situation um so we get up in the air they have free cable so like i'm like trying to smash the button and uh and i saw the final score on espn whatever but that was just a brutal beat yeah brutal for you not even the rams Uh, you probably had it worse than the rams yeah i actually did have it all right so anyway sorry (laughs) rant over yeah i got i got one more week six uh this one flew under the radar a little bit the target bowl was week six (laughs) oh yeah that's right And, uh, you want to give some backstory on that? Why is it the target? Well, well both uh, Matt and Kyle are uh, employed at the beautiful red circle called Target. 
So, uh, mm-hmm. Kyle, Kyle put the beat down. Uh, Kyle won 155 to 97. I've got a couple theories about this game. <laughs> and by a couple, I mean one. <laughs> <laughs> I have, so both you and I have gone through the receipt table at length, right? <laughs> We've mapped out the receipt table. I feel like yeah. if we got to the receipt table now and we look through it, we would find out Kyle's been feeding his team with devours the whole week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. You better wait for the next ad. <laughs> Devour promo code Kyle. <laughs> for pretty much everybody here other than me, Jonah, and Kyle. <laughs> Kyle's got a special receipt table where he keeps all of his receipts. One very dark and rainy day, me and Jonah went through them to try to map out what exactly Kyle has been up to, what his whereabouts have been. And there, there, was, there was a very, uh, very repeating trend of him eating Devours. Every day. And yeah. uh, drinking body armors. This... Yeah. If you give us my fitness pal and a couple hours, we could have given you his cal- caloric <laughs> intake. Or, you know what I mean? Like, if, is he plus minus on the month? What is he? Because uh, he, uh, he had a lot of devours, a lot of body armors. I just had body armor the other day for the first time. That shit is legit fire. Um, if you're trying to recover from a hangover, body armor, out of control. Is it a what drink? Is it a food? Or... No, you it's just like... wear it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's a it's a like a sports drink, isn't it? Yeah, it's like Gatorade, but like it yeah. works. I I swear they took the electrolytes out of Gatorade. Body Armor's got them now. Huh. Yeah, I felt great. I was hungover. It was cured instantly. A little bit of side Anyways. side note on that. Have you guys ever done? Uh, I forget what they're called now, but they're those things that you like put on your body and they vibrate, like on your muscles. Yeah, vibrator. Oh. No, 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 no. You don't put it on your dick. I mean, I guess you could. Oh. Vagina's a muscle. Um, what are they called? I don't know. Well, if anybody knows what they're called, and listen to this. I know what you're uh, talking about. Like, are you supposed to like lose weight if you like put it on? No, your no, 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 no. I'm not talking about the belt that they had in like uh, <laughs> whatever the fuck that uh, movie. Was. I can't remember anything right now. Everything's on the tip of my tongue. I'm talking about the the little circles that you put on your body that they're controlled by a cord and it's like micro vibrations for when you're like sore, uh, when your muscle is like slightly pulled. That sounds like, uh, <laughs> sounds like they're going to sponsor like... the show next week. Could be. <laughs> the only thing I know is those little scalp uh, massagers. You know what I mean? They look like spiders and you put them on your head and then they vibrate. You know what I'm talking about? Hmm. We're all, we're, none of us yeah. are on the same page. <laughs> 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 So, oh, so the thing up. you're thinking of is uh, the you guys ever watch Smokey and the Bandit? Oh, yeah. oh when when he's getting back in shape, he's got one of those around his waist, doesn't he? You remember that when he's yeah. got the montage rolling? Yeah. Is that Rocky or is that Smokey? I'm and pretty the Bandit? sure Smokey and the Bandit, but maybe both. Why is he trying to get back into shape? He's just driving. Well, he's he was like down Bert. on his luck for a while, and I think he's like in a, in a Burt Reynolds. Yeah. There's know. a lot of Smokey and the Bandits. And by a lot, I think at least two, because I had the double side feature on DVD. Yeah, there's two. I'm, you know, I, <laughs> my dad my dad loves Smokey and the Bandit, so uh, maybe next time he comes on the pod, we'll Loves Smokey him, and the Bandit, I, I... loves Broomball. <laughs> okay, Ben, I, uh, I think I'm ready to go over these trades, man. Oh. There were a couple. Like I said, uh, hold on. When I did that plane rant, hold on. Oh, 
Okay. I had one thing left. Duncan's being real sneaky with his record right now. He's eight and four. I don't trust him as far as I can eat. Cat Duncan's food. team sucks ass. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you remember my rant the first week we did this? He literally, he was winning games with fucking Latavius Murray. Yeah. Latavius Murray! And Gus Edwards! He's got Melvin Gordon now, but Melvin Gordon has not been showing up either, so... I don't know how he keeps winning. His his, uh, scores have not been been great, to to say the least. He's squeaking on that median. So, (laughs) to give you some uh, some background, Duncan has 783 points for, and he's 8-4. Kevin has... Eight less points for than Duncan, and he is four and eight, the opposite. <laughs> so, Jeez. yeah, the median score is uh, saving some of us, but definitely not Kevin. That's just that extra bit of hustle Duncan puts in. You know what oh, I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like he's always Sunday. I, if you guys, we're gonna do intros for Anwar and uh, oh, shit. We'll just do it now. Duncan is a roommate of mine in college. Roommate of most of us in college. Um, uh, good friend from South Africa. That's huge. Um, great hair on the kid. Uh, <clears throat> when you're watching fantasy or when you're watching football with him on Sunday, he's got his fantasy team up the entire time. And anytime he sees those points change, whether it be by two points or it be by six points, maybe someone caught a long touchdown, he's got eyes boring into the back of your head just waiting for you to see it on red zone and then waiting for you to realize for it to click that that's his player and you look over at duncan and he gives you that fucking shit-eating grin that, whoa <laughs> what do you know yeah and uh kyle we can when kyle gets on the pod he'll probably talk more about it but you just want to beat the shit out of duncan because he's just he just revels in any time his his team is succeeding, and right now his team is ex- succeeding. So he also likes F one. If any if Loves anyone F1. else is in on that scene, you can uh, you can send all your F one memes to him. He, I'm convinced he's one of the maybe five people in Madison that knows the rules to cricket and has sat through an entire cricket. And game. he plays cricket electronically. Yeah, he does. Don Don Bradman, yeah. I think that's his name. He he'll occasionally try and. Uh, gets you to watch some cricket and uh i always say no but <clears throat> he'll keep trying <laughs> uh so duncan eight and four kevin four and eight feels bad let's get in trades huh sure yeah. thank you for introducing duncan for uh i don't know why you stuck that in yeah. there but good <laughs> well i mean to be fair Anwar and uh, Broomball want some intros, so I figured we'd give them sporadically instead of just going down the line, you know? Yeah, we'll, we'll introduce them as they come up. They got some uh, trades in here. We can introduce them. Yeah, yeah. A quick fun fact about Duncan. They made a documentary about his life uh, called District 9, <laughs> where where he takes on his second form of a fucking prawn. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I highly recommend watching it. You're based <laughs> yeah, it's tragic. in South Africa, where he was born and I believe he was born and raised in those slums. Johannesburg. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In those slums, yeah. yeah. Jeez. And <clears throat> known known owner of many televisions. That is true. Yeah. We don't know what he's doing with them. Also, Duncan and I, 50-50 in Windjammers. Yeah. I want that on the record. Put that on yeah. the record. Yeah, it's on the record. Um, but so, so for... 
for Anwar. When people don't know each other, we're going to try and get these people on the pod and try and get them to introduce uh, themselves. Uh, I feel like that's a more formal way of doing it. Yeah. So, Cool. All right. On to trades. So I'm going to go from it. the oldest to the newest. Uh, we covered a lot last time, but let's pick it up again. So to start, uh, we've got a couple of jokesters, Duncan and Kyle, <laughs> sending each other nothing. Fuck them. Wait, they, what? <laughs> I didn't see didn't this. See what trade? was this? What October day? 5th. No. October 5th. It's just an empty trade. Well, it's an empty trade I, because it was just fab. It was $10, I believe, oh. to Mr. Garth Mondo himself, Kyle Watch. Oh, jeez. Which we did not hear the story of what that is, so we would love to know why on earth $10 was traded. Maybe we're going to have to take... I don't know. Maybe we should take Christian McCaffrey away. Maybe I think I mean, that seems like a fair. <laughs> that does seem put him out on the actually. waivers. Fair is fair. Yeah. Anyways, fuck them. Um. So next up, we got a pick swap. So I sent Anwar a twenty twenty second and a twenty twenty one first for. Oh no, that's backwards. Sorry, these trades are really confusing. Keep getting them backwards. I sent Anwar a 2021st and a 2021 second for his 2020 second and 2021 first. Now this was to him to position to get a worse first round draft pick um, for another trade. Uh, we can just talk about that now. So he turned that. 2021st into Jacoby Brissett in a trade with Kyle. Um, mm. So I guess let's cover. I mean, it's essentially a three way trade. We can discuss it however you guys want. We can talk the pick swap first. What do you think? Yeah, your I mean, I'm kind of interested what. Who motivated this trade first? I mean, who was the architect behind this? Because this is like 200 IQ pick trading here so anwar um anwar was the one that uh he came pounding on my door begging he said i don't remember what he said but let's through pretend text. he said <laughs> yeah begging through text <laughs> where's your first here. round pick <laughs> <laughs> anwar seen driving around wait where does he live he lives, chicago no he lives in uh, austin texas now all right yeah. We did get reports of him driving around Austin, Texas, yeah. <laughs> begging through text. Yeah, about the the pick swap. So how did he present this to you? He said, hey, man, let's just swap picks. Or, I mean, I can't imagine that's how you start. Well, it actually, oh, man, I have many regrets. It actually started a day before. He asked, you trying to trade Mariota? I said, yeah, I'd be down to make a deal. He said, just remember, charity is good karma. And I said, lol, how many points does karma put up every week? and then uh he said how about this weird but listen i need one more first round pick because i want a qb what if i give you a second round pick which is technically the worst first round pick because i'm dead last and something else for your first round pick so i gave him the option of three second rounders or the swap that uh that ended up happening and he went with the swap Hmm. Interesting. It looks like uh, negotiating with Anwar much easier when you're not berating him. Yeah, I mean, 
I guess maybe this is a good time for me to do some. Anwar, my roommate throughout college. Anwar is, if I had to put it one way, special. He is someone who will always try to do this funky shit with you, just like you did living Damn. with him. He, you know, just shoot him a conversation. He, he'll tell you something. No, okay. He's always on to something. He's always got the trades going. And if it's any benefit to working with him while simultaneously detrimental to Broomball Ben, that's bonus points. These two hate each other, which is why it's a great <laughs> dynamic that they're both in the same division right now. I love that. Dude, I, <clears throat> I've i known Anwar kind of maybe a year after I met you. I know he lived with you. Yeah. Anwar, mm-hmm. great guy to hang out with. Um, great guy to go out with, man. He is a legit fireball. Not only yeah. does he like fireball, but yeah. he is a fireball. He's an RB1. He's an RB1 drinker. RB1. Yeah. Downhill drinker. Hmm. <laughs> Actually, uphill drinker? I don't know. Um, but no, love Anwar. Uh, this trade, I love it in the sense that it seems like Anwar was able to get what he wanted. I think we can kind of transition to the next trade here. Yeah. Jacoby Brissett for the first round. I mean, I know Kyle was seeking out those first rounds so he could make the eventual trade we're going to talk about here in the coming up. But Jacoby Brissett. I would say medium-sized wagon. I would tentatively strap myself to that wagon. Yeah, he's he's pretty good. <clears throat> I think it's his fifth year in the league, um, if I remember correctly. And for a, he's I think he's a pretty cemented starter. I think the Colts have belief in him. They'd never talked about bringing someone else in, and he's been fairly solid this year. I think uh, when I checked the previous week, I think he was uh, quarterback thirteen. I know that the rankings get a little bit confusing with all the buys coming in, that type of thing. But that's that's a respectable respectable deal when you're talking about a quarterback that has no type of controversy, controversy for a late first-round pick. Yeah, mm-hmm. agreed. Yeah, no, I, uh, I, I watched him. What was that game that I saw him in? Uh, were they playing the Chiefs? Yeah, they whooped up on the Chiefs, and he is fearless in the pocket, man. Yeah. Like they got a good offensive line on that team. He looks massive. I think they may give him an extra, like a larger size than shoulder pads, because Jacoby Brissett <laughs> looks like an absolute unit in the pocket. He's huge. He looks confident on his throws, um, and uh, I think he's going to be medium-sized wagon for the rest of the year. I don't think he's going to put up. Russell Wilson numbers or Mahomes numbers, but if you're just looking for a guy to throw in your QB one slot or your QB two slot, I mean, you know, that's your dude. Um, so yeah, I don't know. That's all I got to say on, on that trade. I like he it. He is yeah, a big lad. He is six four, two thirty six, and this is actually his uh, fourth year in the league this year. Three years of experience. Fourth year. Second year technically as a starter, if you count that one year that Andrew Luck had his phantom injury or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Um, cool. Yeah. Um, there you go. So then Kyle parlayed three late firsts. So all in 2020, uh, my first, Lapar's first, and his own first. He sent those to Kevin for uh, Nicholas Chubb. Big trade. Yeah. Huge. Massive trade. trade. And I think this might be the culmination of how we value draft picks here. I mean, I I like to sit and think, wind the clock forward 
you know, nine months from now, and we're looking at who these draft picks are, I mean, at some point, you have to consider, yes, I would love the player that develops into this draft pick, and I would love them instantly. Um, but would you trade them, you know, Nick Chubb for this one player? You know, an argument you have to have with yourself. But then you go ahead and add three to them. I think we have just totally have gone haywire with these first-round trade mm-hmm. picks. But I love it because I think we're really going to see what they what the return on investment is. Because right now they're just... 100% untapped potential. But at some point, that potential is going to be realized into a player. So what that becomes, I mean, Kevin right now has a lot of that. I mean, I believe he has like five first-round picks, six almost. I mean, he's he's basically, him and Anwar are going to be running the first round of drafting next year. So it'll be interesting to see what that gets you. I mean, you're shooting for the long run there. And uh, I don't know if I would have made the same trade there, but you imagine he gets the running back he wants in Nick Chubb. So what that turns into, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. For the year, I mean, it looks great. What those first round picks will be, who knows? I I love the Chubb. Or I love the Chubb. <laughs> <laughs> I might like that too. <laughs> I like the trade for Kyle. Uh, I love Chubb the player, Possibly, possibly love Chubbs in general. Uh, if you put him, use condom on my door, maybe we'll uh, we'll see what's going on. Yeah. But uh, no, I think Chubb is great. The only thing I don't like about this trade is that Kareem Hunt is coming back. And while Kareem Hunt may just be a rental, you know, to kind of give Chubb some relief as maybe potentially make a playoff push, I don't know. But three draft picks for a guy who could share carries with possibly the best punter in the NFL right now. Huh. You got to you got to wonder. You got to wonder if uh what's going on. Yeah, that's yeah. the only thing I don't like about this trade for Kyle is um Cream Hunt's coming back week 10. He will most likely play either some drives sporadically or become the third down back even though Chubb is very proficient um, at being a three down back. Uh, they would imagine that they want to trot him out there, get him some action, because depending on his ne- con- next contract, the Browns could be getting a supplemental draft pick with him leaving. So they they want him to, to sign somewhere. Yeah, 100%. I, I think Chubb is their guy moving forward. That's why I really like that uh, pick. But um, possibly end of the year, if Kyle's making a playoff push, if Chubb uh, is losing carries to hunt like if they start riding the hot hand i mean god knows that the browns right now just are gonna do if they can find something that works for them i think they're gonna stick with it so um yeah but i think it's yeah fun in I, general i think it's a fine i think trade. it makes sense for both teams because mm-hmm. um kevin is pretty committed to the tank and he got a lot of assets back um are any of them gonna be as good as nick chubb I don't know, but when you have three chances at it, I like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 100%. I, I mean, do we want to take this second to, one, introduce Kevin, and two, talk about the fact that he owns, like, a good chunk of the uh, next next year's draft? Yeah. 
sure, Jonah. Take let's it do away. It. Okay, so uh, so Kevin, uh, kind of like most of this league, he's he's a roommate we met in the dorms. Uh, very tall, six seven. Uh, very outspoken, uh, as you can see in the, in the chat. Not afraid to dish out the shit. Uh, he's always kind of been like that. Uh, I would say he's a connoisseur of shitty vodka. Mm. Um, very frugal in his liquor selection. I respect him for that. He sticks to the brand, even from when we had $500 in our bank account to maybe $5,000 in our bank account. He has stuck to the brand of buying exclusively Fleischmann's and under, which you got to respect. Yeah, um, especially this long. For this long, that's tough. Yeah. Um, so you love the commitment to the brand. Um, but I mean, in general, I, I think Kevin is a, is a great addition to the league. Definitely a lot of, a lot of controversy surrounding him, but you need that to, uh, to kind of <clears throat> like promote you know, what he's done for the league is he's riled things up and that's all you can ask for. Obviously you don't want anyone's feelings to be hurt. I feel like if for some reason your feelings are hurt, obviously you know talk to him but in general i think he's a he's a great addition lots of trades out of kevin i would say probably the most trades i don't have a stat but i just feel like that's probably true we'll put that as the official stat most trades yeah that is the official stat all right um, cool but kevin yeah. happy birthday love you um is it his nah, birthday i don't think so huh. um so the last trade here is lapar Receiving Mike Evans, giving up a yeah. 2021 first, and Austin Eckler. Yeah. Uh, let me get your thought process on this trade. So, I I mean, initially I'm looking at it and thinking, boy, it would be nice if I could, one, secure a wide receiver who I believe is one of the elites, as well as selling a player who obviously has been just a phenom, but his future for at least this season is uh, still in the shadows. Yeah, it's unknown. Um, uh, Austin Eckler will have to compete with Melvin Gordon, at least at this first week. I mean, they were playing, I think, Denver. So tough defense there. I mean... Still, we're not sure what that workload will look like, so I was okay with unloading that, and I was feeling pretty confident in my running backs. Whereas I would like to cement my wide receivers, and this move did it. I don't know how long Devontae Adams will be out for. He's been out for two weeks now, and I'd love to have the assurance that I still have someone who I can still consider elite slot in at wide receivers. And the 2021 first was the thing that could, you know, push that ball to happen sooner rather than later so that's what it kind of took and i'm not too worried about that since it's two years out and i feel like you know if i need to i can compensate for it in the future so overall i'm pretty happy with it i think there's questions in tampa bay but i don't think you know i don't think not getting the ball to mike evans is a smart move on their part so i'm pretty happy with it moving forward and as long as my running backs remain solid and uninjured and can still produce at the rate they are i i'm feeling still pretty confident to carry my uh my team to the end here yeah i know ben and i have 
initially when I saw the trade, this is one of those that happened uh, the day I land landed, I believe. Uh-huh. Um, and I, I called up Ben not too after too long after the trade. We're doing a Marvin Jones dance right now, but uh, we also did address this trade. And I think that uh, I mean, you look at Eckler's for six weeks, and you're like, that is the guy to have, yeah. right? Um, regardless of whether the charges are good or not, he just looked like an absolute beast. Gordon's back. Um, do I still like the trade? I think that if they trade Gordon, I think it's a good trade. If they don't trade Gordon, I'm leaning Evan's side. That's just me. Yeah. So it's kind of where I'm sitting. I think it's nice. Eric gets a uh, gets some stock in uh, next year's draft, but he also gets a risky player like Eckler. Yeah, so, yeah. I think I checked Eric, and Eric already has three firsts next year. So he's oh, so I don't think he's buying 2020 for you know the amount of hype that it has. I think he's I think he's trying to quietly acquire the 21s and see if he can get all 12. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. A lot of people aren't very high on the 2021 draft, and they're very high on this draft. I haven't played Dynasty enough to know, but I mean, is there a chance that people aren't high on that draft just because I mean these guys are a year younger and they haven't developed? Um, I mean, you look at you look at guys like Jonathan Taylor that are obviously going to go. I mean, Jonathan Taylor probably going to declare unfortunate. Yeah. Um, and he looks amazing, but you look at him his freshman year, right? And you're like, this guy looks fantastic. But like, by no means are you looking at that draft class like three years ago and being like, I need Jonathan yeah. Taylor. Or at least I. Was, I think right? what we're going to realize as time goes on is like we're going to notice what the hype cycles are, and we're going to realize, you know how many people were talking about Jonathan Taylor outside of Wisconsin when he was a freshman and yet we saw in him what we saw, you know, it's, it's really, it's hard to gauge what matters when I think. And as we play this league for a few years, maybe we'll, we'll open ourselves up to that more and understand when and what matters. But uh, yeah, I'm hearing what you're saying is that like, you know, is you know, is twenty twenty one not being talked about because it's just not next year, or you know, is it really just not that great? I mean, yeah, I think it'll to be told. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um. You have Ben. You do go. you have anything else on uh, on trades? Otherwise, I was gonna wrap up trades. Yep. No, yeah, I just want to like put in there. I don't know if you guys have heard of Debbie leagues before. I'm not proposing that we change our our league to a Debbie league. But a Debbie league basically means that you are rostering people who are currently in college. And I feel like that's the kind of the metric I've been looking at for the future draft classes. And from the articles I've read, I mean, it seems like these guys don't even know. You know what I mean? Um, And you can look at past draft classes, and there are obviously bad ones and good ones. Um, But I would like to kind of get a couple years in the league and start to see, like, okay, is the the hype living up to what... what, uh, you know what it was right. or what it's supposed to be right. so yeah that's all i got um cool trades keep trading guys I, we love it it gives us more content to talk about without that um you know i don't know what we would talk about we'd have to talk about uh, used condoms yeah. the entire time yeah yeah my last com my last comment on trades is uh i really hope they they keep going um i hope i'm wrong on this next take but I've been looking at making trades, and it seems like the people that are tanking know they're tanking. The people that are trying to win, I think for the most part, know that they're trying to win. Um, and people are running out of capital, right? Like, people are now wanting to hold their firsts. People that already left yep. their first, um, 
don't want to get rid of their second because they don't really have as much fun in this upcoming draft. So I just wish there was another thing like, let's insert another round in between the first and the second, but we obviously can't do that because people already <laughs> made trades. It's like, I just want I just want more capital. You know, I want more things that are yeah. tradable. Give me another yeah, 100 fab. I already blew it all on Ryan Tannehill this week. <laughs> 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 so let me let me explain that let me explain yeah, loaded let me explain okay so <laughs> it's it's not a a well-kept secret that your team is really good and your team's weakness is quarterback and yeah. you have 83 dollars in fab i have yeah. 84 so <laughs> i thought and my backup quarterback is marcus Mariota. so ryan Tannehill. <laughs> you know, going in for Marcus Mariota, I thought, he's going to try to snipe this guy for me because he's acquiring a starting quarterback. I'm losing a starting quarterback. Like, <laughs> this is this is like the turn of power, the, the swapping of power if I let this happen. Yeah. So yeah. I had, with with it being that close, I for a while I was sitting at 60. I was sitting at 60, and I was like, uh, 61. And I was like, and then I looked at Yerimon on the waiver, and I was like, fuck. <laughs> I, like, I can't let that happen, because it could happen. But then, so I got him. 84, great. I was like, yes, I got him. And I was like, I have opened up the bids, and I'm like, mm, hopefully it's 83. Six. You put <laughs> six on Ryan Tannehill. Um, there you was still your <sighs> load for him, and you know what? I like the depth of strategy you went into. I mean, I, I think that was a very smart way to do it because you're not bidding. What you don't want to do is bid against yourself. You don't want to sit there and say, "Oh, I'd like him for four, but maybe I'll do five. Well, you know what? I'll just do six instead. I mean, I really like what you did in trying to think about what other people are going to do because that's who you're bidding against. You're bidding against other people. Um, a, you know, miscalculation maybe, but you got a starting quarterback. I mean, and that's pretty much what Fab is for. It's just to impose your will. And yeah, here I am with only two quarterbacks still. So a solid play. I mean, I hear where you're coming from with that. It was more than so, I wanted to spend on it. <laughs> so let me slide something out there. Yeah. And this is a strategy that is uh, very, it's happening a lot in my other dynasty, which not really annoying, but it's it's interesting. It just happened about 30 seconds ago. I got a notification on my phone. So I bid $6 on Brandon Bolden. Mm -hmm. And you might be like, wow, that's a pretty shitty pickup. But you have to understand, I have no RB depth. I just need someone to play, and the waiver wire is just barren. We have bigger bench sizes in that right. league. The guy that... Some guy just like requested a trade twenty dollars for Brandon Bolden, so it's and it seems pretty common like people are trading Fab for players that just came off the waiver. Like people are kind of testing the waters, saying like, "Oh, okay, I'll bi I'll give you like you'll make a profit on Fab if you know you know you yeah. know what I mean." Like just bi give him five higher just so you don't overpay. Like what if Ben puts down, you know, whatever the winning bid would have been seventy or something like yeah. that, and then you offer him seventy five. Yeah. You know what I mean? Does Ben take that? You know, and gets that fab back. Here's the thing: I is I no, I don't think spent. If you spent your fab on the right people, I that's more valuable than the fab the next week, because that money you're spending in fab is on players that could potentially never be back on the waiver wire. I mean, you are getting essentially an invaluable asset if you spend the right amount. 
and no amount of fab could ever create another Ryan Tannehill, let's say. You know? <laughs> You're so right there. <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's like, yes, in one aspect, sure, try to scalp a player for more fab, but what are you going to spend that more fab on? A player who is equally not as good as the one you just picked up? I mean, I don't know if that's a winning strategy. I think, you know, we sit here with people with still with 100 fab, and, you know, who knows what they're waiting on? You know, I mean... Do you really think those th- – I mean, because if there was an injury that happened, then the second strings are in. You know, and if you didn't buy those, then what are you waiting for, the third stringers? And, I mean, then you got to start questioning their talent, period, not just the fact that they're walking into a role. So how many high-caliber players are out there just waiting to take up this, you know, positional spot might be fading as the season goes on. And so – your $100 a fab is looking a little more silly. Now, I like the fact that we can carry it on because, you know, come around the first week of waivers next year, then that'll be useful. But there, there's definitely something of a decaying return that you get when you just hold on to this fab and don't spend it on value. Um, so it, it's all it's all weighing. Could it be a profit uh, avenue, though, for some people trying to regain fab? You know, like uh, I mean, yeah, if, <clears throat> picking up these guys and selling them for fab. I, I think the way we have our league right now and how people are trading, I think people would be over the moon to trade someone a QB, you know, for a hundred dollars of fab if they were in that need. I, it seems to be that case, so definitely a possibility. And I don't think we've seen a trade yet that has involved fab that swayed the decision. So. We'll have to see where that comes out and when it does, but I could see that being a move. Now, let me defend Ryan Tannehill. If we assume, <laughs> if we assume it's a two QB league, and the so the top twenty four quarterbacks would be considered startable, Ryan Tannehill yep. is a startable asset from for four seasons, twenty twelve uh-huh. through twenty fifteen. He uh-huh. had some good years on the Dolphins, so. Um, he's been plagued with injury. Who knows if that's going to continue potentially, but he is only 31. So there's quarterbacks a lot older that have, yeah. uh, performed well. So, no, I'm, we'll see. we've talked about Ryan Tannehill yeah. to the nth extent, me and Ben have. <laughs> <sighs> Ryan fucking Tannehill, man. We're not going to get into a Tannehill rant because I don't think anyone here cares, but he has broken my heart so many times. And if he turns out to be a valuable asset, more worth way more than what Ben spent on him, but that's big maybe. He's actually he could just he's an agile like guy. A, In uh, his highest year, he had 311 rushing yards. So it's uh, elusive yeah. jitterbug. Yeah. Well, maybe he's I, a better version of Mariota. Yeah, I, I think you can't get much worse than Mariota. I mean, it it might be the Ryan Fitzpatrick effect where you just need something in there to juice it. And I don't think they're going to re-sign. Mariota at the end of the year, so I think Tannehill could be with the Titans for an extended period of time, and the more comfortable he gets with the system, I mean, it could it could be a very well good pickup. The one uh, quick quick visual meme, yeah, visual meme. Yeah. The two, uh, the white and the black dude, uh, you know, slapping hands. Me and Ben, uh, Tannehill owner, Corey Davis owner, Ooh. And uh, the six, the, you know, our players succeeding. Yeah. I might have to uh, upgrade Corey Davis from legit trash to to possibly, you know, rolling heap of uh, what do they call that in the desert? You know, Tumbleweed? like uh, what are they? 
Tumbleweed. Yeah, he's more maybe more of a tumbleweed yeah. kind of guy. I like Baron? tumbleweeds. Good so. potential there. Good potential Vision. for the connection. The one last player I want to talk about before we close out is the uh, the Alan Lazard pickup. I mean, being oh. homers to the Packers. Jonah, tell us how are you feeling about Lazard? Dude, the Lizard, a.k.a. Anton Beattie, a.k.a. the man of the Lions-Packers game. Yeah. I will say... This may not have been the most flashy pickup, may not even be the smartest pickup, but let me tell you, when I saw that touchdown, when I saw how he reacted, you know, Lambo was lit, you know, he looked like he wanted to be there, he was just so fired up, his name, Lazard, that's a guy, if you're an undrafted wide receiver, you need a name like yeah. that. You need a name that can be memeable, that people will remember, yeah. because that's what gets you back in lineups. 100%. Now, you need something that pops obviously, off the page. Yeah, and, and I will also say I was in bed. It was about 2 in the morning, and I was like, oh, I wonder if waivers processed. Didn't see any waivers processed. Ben was making free agency drops at, like, 2 a.m. our time. I was like, god damn it. I might have to get, you know, throw my hat in the ring. Looked at my roster, saw some dead weight that could get cut off. Threw a couple bucks on Lazard. We'll see what happens. Um, if it doesn't hash out, then it doesn't hash out. Who, who knows if Zay Jones is going to hash out? Zay Jones That's class. what Dynasty is, is. You roster a bunch of guys, you're like, oh, these guys kind of suck, but maybe they'll hash out. And then one of them hits and you feel like a genius. So, uh, you know, go Lazard, go Pack. Yeah, we'll see how what it looks like. I mean, not a lot of wide receivers for the Packers potentially this week, so could be in line for a big game. So what do we got? We want to want to wrap up here. What yeah, future key. Yeah, matchups? we're gonna quick hit on future key matchups. Uh, what do you guys have on that? You have any that you're uh, paying special attention to? Well, of course, mine. Right? I mean, me and the breeze to the championship. No, he's he, he's got a lot of players <laughs> on buys. I imagine I'm gonna just kind of just slide out of this one with a pretty heavy margin of victory. So that should be nothing to watch i mean the one interesting one i think really will be um well actually both of your guys is i mean you have oh hold on ben if you're gonna talk about mine let me yeah let me get into mine because holy fuck if i am the one to be the i don't know if conduit is the word but if i am the one that facilitates broomball ben's official come up yeah the ascending to a positive record yeah Holy shit. I'm going up against an absolute juggernaut right now. Yeah. Fucking Broomball Ben. Shit! He's got Tyreek Hill back. Leonard Fournette. Will Fuller potentially about to penetrate yeah. me. He's got fucking bone on bone Dalvin, dude. I don't know what I'm going to do. Because I look at his lineup, and if I could switch his lineup with mine, I don't think I would, but it's damn fucking close. And everyone loves their lineup, so to, to be able to say that... Is big. You know, um, I want to say this though. You do have the one fucking variable here that's coming back into the fold after a couple weeks oh, of being out. This is the trade you made master. three, four weeks ago now. Saquon yep. Barkley comes back for his first game after being out with a high ankle sprain against Arizona, and you have to imagine. He's gonna he's gonna have some flash and some pop in this first game. Yeah, he's coming back f- potentially five weeks early. Yeah, because he's a genetic freak. Yeah, I, I mean, um, he's going up against Arizona. Um, just a kind of a regular old matchup. 
I mean, here's the thing. I don't know if you've noticed, I'm also starting Danny Dimes. We got some fucking synergy coming down the pipeline. Okay. okay. Um, uh, some other interesting things with this matchup. He's got Kirk Cousins. I got Diggs. Diggs is coming off his 41-point game. Uh, it's the kind of the Will Fuller Watson conundrum. Uh, you know, if if Diggs is is getting those long balls, I'm gonna be reaping the rewards more so than him. Um, but man, our running backs. I think this these are the top four running backs in the league right now: Kamara, Cook, Barkley, and Fournette. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I mean, Gallup probably gonna be the wide receiver one for his matchup against Philly. It's a divisional battle. Cooper's probably going to be out Gallup is coming off a bad week where he made a lot of drops could be huge kenny g i mean you gotta feel for the lions after that loss despite if you're a <laughs> packers fan yeah. are, but i think it's gonna be a great match are you a bit scared looking over his roster now you in another league have proclaimed yourself the bone-on-bone champ but looking at his lineup he's got a lot of bone-on-bone going on yeah, his lineup is near his running backs. Yeah, this is terrifying. He's got Dalvin. He's got Fournette. All historically bone-on-bone candidates. On his IR, Jarek McKinnon. There's Geis. That's fucked. Absolutely He's about to fucked. knock you off your bone-on-bone stool. I know. You know, this. I'm calling this the bone-on-bone bowl. All right, bone-on-bone bowl. Ben is part of the most bowls I have ever seen in any fantasy ever. He's a part of the Ben Bowl. He's a part of the Bone on Bone Bowl. He's a part of the Broomball Bowl with my dad. This guy's fucking insane. Broomball Ben, best fantasy team I have personally seen in a fantasy league ever. New name, Uh, Broomball Ben. Broomball Ben. Jeez. All right, Jamie, make the graphic. Pull it up. (laughs) Pull, pull up, Pull up those chimps again. Yeah, so... Also, one last thing to note about this, his percentage to win at this moment, 69%. Mm. I don't like that even a bit. You better switch your lineup. I'm, t- I'm going to right after this podcast. So that lineup's, or that uh, matchup's great. Um, what else do you see? Do you see anyone who just needs a win this week? I see, I, I mean, I think Eric and Justin are prime candidates. Yeah, I think Justin really needs the win this week because... He got fucked. Yeah, last week. I don't think his team is bad by any means, but uh, he's he's got some issues. I think Goff is probably his biggest issue as of late. <laughs> Goff got one point last week. It's a little bit unlucky. Disaster. Um, but yeah, you you hope that he can pull out a win because he's been putting up points and not really getting many wins for it. And uh, I think he'll get one. Kevin's team is running on fumes right now with with the amount of buys that he has going on and the amount of people that he has traded away so we'll see uh jared jared goff is the definition for me of the he is who we thought they're like like they are who we thought they were because jared goff i'm telling you even as he was under jeff fisher his first year right and he didn't look great is that am i right on saying yeah um i didn't think he looked great that year and everyone was like well he's under jeff fisher he's a bum okay cool second year he comes up he has a decent year with mcveigh teams start to figure out their offense i'm going on the record i think goff is a bum i would never roster him in any dynasty league or redraft league he's a bum and he's on a nice contract right now yeah Um, that would be the only argument against right is that you might think he's a bum 
the Rams organization wants him for the next what four or five years. So <laughs> no, I don't. I think McVeigh is gonna. You know, McVeigh wants to keep his job. I I know we all think McVeigh is you know is never gonna lose his job, but like if they don't make the playoffs this year, if they go nine and seven, miss the playoffs, the Forty ers look pretty good. I mean, McVeigh is not gonna trying to lose his job. So I think Goff leaves you for McVeigh. But you think Blake the Snake comes in? Blake the Snake. <laughs> He's dude. the backup. I. Rams, you know, the Jaguars are flooding the Rams team. Uh, if, if the boat comes back into the picture, I think the Rams... Alright, I think Blake Blake if, Bortles is on waivers, so... Everyone, is yeah. he? No way. Yeah. Well, you can't legally pick him up now. He is on waivers. I don't know who I drop. Say Jones? Uh, I don't know, but that's not going to be part of this podcast, so... <laughs> we, can, we can cover that next time. Or, you can just look at the waivers, because Jonah's maybe going to pick him up. Or Laparas. No, you sound I... very quiet over there, Nick. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, I think that's all That's all that I had on matchups. Yep. On matchups. I think uh, this was good, Nick. We loved having you on. Yeah, thanks for uh, having me on, guys. I appreciate it. Put a little less pressure on me that I could do, like, some research. You know what I mean? I could I could kind of prepare my statement. It, it, it was nice to have you on, I think, uh... We'd love to have you on in the future. Yeah. Um, I know you got school and stuff, so you probably won't be on every week. No. Um, no, just let me know. This is a great, great thing you guys are doing. I think everyone enjoys it in the league. It was sad when we missed it last week, so I know yeah. it's a labor of love for you guys, but just know that I think everyone really loves this and uh, glad I could be a part of it this week. Mm-hmm. So do you think that, um, you know, in the future – do you think the interview format is better or do you think just having someone on to discuss? I know some people might not be down or even have the time for an hour and a half yeah. podcast, but you know, we do like having a third person in the ring. Yeah. I think, um, I think it depends. Obviously I think when, uh, you have someone you really want to talk to about their team, you bring them on interview. Um, but I think to add an interesting dynamic, yeah, maybe, uh, Maybe get people's uh, perspective by just having them join in on the podcast for the week and uh, walk through the strokes and see what they think. I mean, I think that's good exposure, and I think that'll be part of like what you guys said earlier, the introduction of everyone to the league and to everyone else who don't know each other. I think uh, both ways work. It just all depends on you know how the schedule shakes out. Mm-hmm. Uh, one quick thing to note. Uh, during this this podcast while recording uh i got some messages not from anyone in the league Mm. from a guy actually he technically he is in the league he reprises the role of ben's profile picture Mm. derek and derek uh he's not in the league doesn't really fuck with football he's a fake steelers fan but he does he, he does want to clear his name there's some bad juju that has been put on Ben's name and he doesn't think it's justified. So I think Derek might make an appearance, maybe give some input on uh, him being a, having a featured role. In yeah. I think if you are, um, if you are portrayed in the league at all, you get a chance to defend yourself. I think that sounds fair. Yeah. Maybe in the, in an expansion mm. we get, we get him, you yep. know, Expansion team yeah. for sure. We'll go up to thirteen. Ex- ex- expand <laughs> those uh, pants in the water. Oh. <laughs> mm. uh, yeah. So I guess uh, 
everyone who's listening who's gotten this point just like let us know what you think do you like uh, having kind of the three people on there do you want to be on the podcast uh, we want to give everyone a chance I know Matt has expressed uh, interest in it um, Broomball Ben if he beats my ass this week you best believe we're about to fly out to Cali and get him on this podcast <laughs> be like the paparazzi outside the uh, the airport be like Broomball Broomball <laughs> Yeah, one, one final note before we wrap up. Um, also got breaking in my inbox. Armin Van Buren is going to be in Minneapolis on February 1st. Okay. That's like Super Bowl time. Yeah. When is the Super Bowl? Saturday, February 1st. Super Bowl's on Sunday. Okay. Um, really? Yeah. Okay. So, Unbelievable. So, maybe, okay. so maybe the Dynasty little, League uh, is going to have the official party uh, February 1st, Saturday night... At what club? Armory. Uh, it's at the Armory. All right, we're going to have it at the Armory. Be there. Uh, official Dynasty Be party. there. Rare. Armin Van Buren. <laughs> Armin Van Buren, one of my top must-see artists, going to be in Minneapolis. In your backyard. Uh, That's amazing. In my backyard. No, it's actually about it's it's about 10 minutes. It's about a 10-minute Uber from my place. It's downtown. You can all pregame at my place. You're all invited. Um, then t- Sunday... All extremely hungover. Watch the Super Bowl. I'm it doesn't come on till about what invited. five, so perfect timing. Yeah, just take Monday off. Let's go, boys. Put on your power armor and uh, let's watch the Super Bowl. Yeah, right. get the body armor into the into the veins. Luba power armor. All right, guys. Well, uh, I appreciate you listening to this point. Yep. Uh, we will catch you guys next week. Uh, good luck. See you next yep. time. Good luck. See ya.